0: Chinatown history. Due to famine, war, natural disasters, political instability, and economic opportunities overseas during the mid to late 1800s, 370,000 laborers, mostly men, left Cantonese speaking regions in Guangdong province in search of work. Since Guangdong province had been a hub For foreign trade for centuries due to the numerous ports in the region, the locals knew the opportunities that lay abroad. This awareness combined with a strong sense of kinship between family and village members created a community of people who immigrated to the United States and would support and encourage friends and relatives to migrate over the years throughout the next century. Many of these immigrants came to San Francisco in 1848 for the gold rush, thus creating the first Chinatown. It was a place for Chinese people to work, live, and provide services for each other. After the gold rush, another wave of immigrants were recruited as cheap labor to build the transcontinental railroad. Once the railroad was completed, The demand for labor decreased. Racial tensions grew because white laborers felt that Chinese immigrants were taking away their jobs. Politicians capitalized on this sentiment and passed a series of unjust and racist laws that restricted the ability of the Chinese to immigrate and assimilate into mainstream society. The Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 denied Chinese living in America a path to citizenship and naturalization, the first and only time a federal law prohibited immigration based on nationality. Canada enacted the Chinese Immigration Act, a similar ban, in 1885 and 1923. The Page Act made it nearly impossible for Chinese women to immigrate, and other laws prohibited Chinese in America from marrying people of other ethnicities. Together, these factors resulted in a mostly male bachelor society. Across the United States, Chinatown residents also faced arson, boycotts, and other violence from angry white laborers. Unjust alien land laws that barred Chinese from buying property as well as the overwhelming hostility, made Chinatowns the only safe places for immigrants to live and work. Family and village associations became a social support network where people who shared similar last names or came from the same village could find jobs, housing, and loans. These mutual aid organizations continue to exist today. Due to the immigration bans, some people forged documents and claimed to be the offspring of United States born Chinese Americans who received automatic citizenship, a phenomenon known as paper sons. Many birth certificates were lost in the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, which gave paper sons the opportunity to claim they were born in the United States, even if they weren't since there was no other path to naturalization. Immigration laws opened up once China and the United States became allies in World War II. The next big wave of immigrants came in 1965 when immigration quotas were lifted. The Exclusion Acts in the United States and Canada were also repealed in 1943 and 1947 respectively. Chain migration allowed family members to sponsor relatives, which continues to bring a steady stream of Chinese to America. Another big wave occurred from the 1960s through the 1990s, as middle-class people in the Hong Kong region started to immigrate to North America in droves, since the communist government of China was scheduled to take back control of Hong Kong in 1997. It had been operating as a British Crown colony. For this group of immigrants, moving to Canada and the United States wasn't so much about prosperity, as it was about escaping communism and retaining their personal and financial freedom. Chinatown populations have ebbed and flowed over the past few decades. Second-generation Chinese Americans and new immigrants, many of whom are working professionals, have moved from the cities to the suburbs, leaving a smaller community consisting mostly of seniors and the bachelor society in historic Chinatowns. Suburban homes and Chinese mini-malls in satellite Chinatowns in Monterey Park, Los Angeles, and Flushing, Queens in New York have become another way of life for Chinese Americans. More recently, Chinatowns are experiencing gentrification with upscale businesses and luxury housing displacing the older Chinese residents and businesses. In cities like San Francisco, Vancouver, Los Angeles and New York, residents, activists, and nonprofits are working hard to protect their vision of Chinatown. Even though Chinatowns are changing, they remain an important hub for many different people. For new immigrants, Chinatowns still serve as a landing pad as they start their search for economic mobility. For second and third generation Chinese Americans, it's a cultural touchstone, a place to visit for groceries or dim sum with their family. For locals and tourists, it's a place to get immersed in the vibrant culture and architecture. And for many of the people in this book, it's the place they call home. The seniors we've met have come to Chinatowns for various reasons. Each conversation has given us a sliver of history, which is often tinged with a fatigue and heartbreak that comes from having to start over. Despite these hardships, many count their blessings and continue to be resilient. Our project is not only a celebration of their style, but also a documentation of their immigration journeys values, and ability to adapt and overcome.